Welcome to the Small Baller Podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man who has some hot takes as far as uh, a potential Big Brother All-Star season. That is Brandon Siegel. How are you doing? Did you just think about that like 30 seconds ago? I mean, that's what we were talking about prior to the podcast, so that's what I oh, had yeah, to Prior to starting say. this podcast, we were, we were in a, a deep discussion about Big Brother, um, and Trevor, you have a lot of hot takes. I don't have a lot of hot takes. Okay. I, I think you have a lot of hot takes. But we can bring on another member of the podcast who also has some hot takes, and that is Ben O'Brien. Ben, do you, do you think I have some hot takes on Big Brother? Yeah, you got some wild takes, and I mean, I don't okay. agree with them, but I mean, I know how you are, so there's nothing I could do to sway your opinion, so it is what it is. <laughs> Hold on, you're telling me I'm a little stubborn on opinions? I don't really sway too easy? I, I think you're very stubborn on a lot of things, but yes. <laughs> All right, well, we, we, we have a, a fun episode planned today, but before we get into it, we've been teasing an announcement, right? Haven't we? Yes, we have. Yes, um, so we, we have a pretty big announcement, I think. So, Trevor, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you take it because you, you I think you did a, a great job of explaining it before the podcast. Right, so um, we've been thinking about a lot of things like the past couple weeks, and, you know, we're really, I mean, we're both business majors, and we, we're trying to think about our brand and how we can kind of, like, grow and expand our brand and we also like talking about a lot of other things other than sports so um we want to start doing that not necessarily on this podcast but we're we want to ex- expand and we want to go under um the main brand of which we're going to call just the small ballers um now mm-hmm. in the past few weeks we've been making different logos and graphics for these small ballers and um, we're very excited mm-hmm. um, to show you guys them once we release them and with this brand we want to have um, different podcasts encompassed under it, like an umbrella, and we went and discussed sports, TV, movies, and other aspects of pop culture. And with that, we would like to start streaming on Twitch. We have been in the works of trying to finalize and figure out how to do that, but we are in the process of doing that, and we will start streaming in the next couple weeks. And in addition, you know, we have Brandon does a podcast with his friend Aaron. And uh, called the Soul Focus Podcast. So we actually want to have this podcast, the Small Baller Podcast, and the Soul Focus Podcast under that umbrella of the mm-hmm. brand, which, which is the they Small are. Ballers. So we're yeah, we're, so we're the, doing that. Um, we made some mm-hmm. logos and graphics, and we're also looking yeah, to so start the, streaming on Twitch. Yes. Yeah, so the encompassing brand is going to be the Small Ballers, and you'll see uh, the Twitter account is going to change. It's now at the Small Baller. Um, it is no longer at the small bar or at small bar pod, and you can see if you're listening to the podcast in the bottom right, you'll see the small baller logo right now as you're listening, um, which is pretty cool. Um, and you'll see the Twitter change. So now you know we, we kind of have two entities under the small ballers. We have the small baller pod, which will always be sports. We're not changing this podcast. This podcast is always going to be sports. It's going to stay how it is. But we're just going to expand our content, um, bringing on new podcasts and new forms of media streams. Um, we're looking to, you know, add shows on our Twitch, and we, you know, are bringing the Soul Focus podcast uh, along uh, with us on this journey. And they, they are now under the Small Ballers umbrella. Um, so you know, we're very very excited about this. Um, and uh, you know, I think it's just going to be an exciting time uh, for the three of us as we're you know expanding the brand to the Small Ballers. Um, you know, anything you want to say, Ben? Any, anything you want to add? I just think it's kind of crazy. Like, I mean, you guys started this podcast like a little over a year ago, 50 something episodes ago, mm-hmm. literally on my grandma's couch that she gave us in our apartment. Like, yep. And now there's, now there's two podcasts and streaming going on. Like it's, I mean, it's, it's been, I and mean, it's only been a little over a year and we already got, there's a lot going on here and it's impressive. I'm excited. I'm very excited. 
Yeah, we're all very, very excited here. I think you guys are going to like the content a lot. We should be streaming soon. Um, and, you know, hopefully we can announce some more, you know, shows and different things soon. Um, but if anyone is interested in starting up a podcast or a show, uh, we have the know-how on how to do that. Um, and we'd love to potentially add you. So, you know, DM us, uh, talk to us at the small baller on Twitter. It's going to be weird saying that. It's not at small baller pod anymore. It is now at the small baller. Um, but saying that, you know, everyone go follow the account. Uh, it's where all of the content will be being pushed out of, and you'll be able to find it. Um, and subscribe to now both podcasts, the Small Baller Podcast and the Soul Focus Podcast. We can now say that. I can now promote both on both podcasts, which is very, very nice. So, Trevor, let's start off this episode, okay? First topic we got on the, uh, the plate today uh, is Reggie Bush. And Reggie Bush um, is being welcomed back to USC now. Uh, he probably should have never been, you know, dismissed. He had to, uh, there was a disassociation between him and USC, which, you know, the NCAA ruled on. Um, and, and, you know, now he can, you know, claim his Heisman Trophy and USC is allowed to, you know, market, you know, with him, you know, from when he played. And I think arguably he's one of the best comfortable players ever. I don't know if he's necessarily the best, but he is arguably one of the best. So Trevor, what's your take on this? Um, I mean, it's good that this 10 year association is over. I mean, personally, like, I think he should have his Heisman Trophy. Like, it's funny because I go on, like, College Football Reference, and you look at the Heisman, like, winners of all the past years, and Reggie Bush's name's there, but it's, like, crossed out. There's a line through it. I kind of think that's silly, and I hope that in the future, I mean, obviously now we're having a lot of conversations about, like, name, image, and likeness, and there's so many complicated Mm -hmm. issues with that, but I would hope that in the next, you know, five years or so that they can actually give Reggie Bush the recognition that he deserves for winning that Heisman Trophy because he did win it fair and square. He was the best player that year in college football. Um, And, you know, he deserves to have that. Yeah, no, I agree. It's kind of sad that any of this happened. I mean, I understand why, you know, the sanctions happened. But at the same time, I mean, he gave so much to college football and to USC. It's just sad that the NCAA ruling is what it is. Ben, what are your your thoughts on this? I I mean, I think we all collectively would agree that it's a good thing. You know, the dissociation is now ended. But what what are your thoughts? Yeah, so I think it's a great thing. Like you said, Reggie Bush is one of the best college football players of all time. And for people our age, I mean, we grew up watching him, even in the NFL. I mean, he was great in the NFL. He was amazing in college, great in the NFL. Um, He's just a very recognizable name. I'm happy for USC because obviously – all these sanctions came out 10 years ago, and they got hit really hard. They lost a bunch of scholarships. Pete Carroll, bol- mm-hmm. Pete Carroll bolted for the NFL. Uh, Lane Kiffin was garbage there. Um, so, like, I think it's – I always say this, but when the when the big programs like Michigan, Ohio State, Texas, stuff like that, when they're good, USC, when they're good, it makes the sport so much better when you got these big programs that are relevant. So, I mean, I, I think it's good for college football as a whole that USC is able to do this because I think it's really going to help them with recruiting. It's going to help their program. And the better their program is – the better the Pac-12 is, the better college football is as a whole. So I'm, I'm all for it. I'm happy. Yeah, and as much as we joke about, uh, you know, the Pac-12 and how bad it is, it's definitely better for college football for them to be better. Um, but let's, you know, let's just keep on moving along. Um, we are not going to be talking about the NBA return as a main topic. We're going to be talking about it here right now. Um, and there's been a lot of stuff going on. So Trevor, give us a little update on uh, the NBA return uh, discussion from the past week. Yeah, so uh, last week on the podcast, we discussed the details of what the return plan was from Adam Silver and the Board of Governors that they discussed. And, you know, through this whole thing, we've been talking about how, you know, we need to make sure that we have the players' approval, not just the stars, but, you know, all of these players, um, because they're, they're the ones playing. They need to be able to approve this. And it seemed like in them approving it that all the players did trust them and that they were... 
um, you know, able, they were um, going to be okay with this and, you know, want to return. And I still think the majority of players do want to return, but it now seems like there are other players, like Kyrie Irving being one of them, that has some concerns about coming back. And, you know, he just, like, isn't sure if it's the right move. Obviously, um, in the midst of all this um, return, we've had more things in addition to the pandemic going on with some of the, like, the police murders and, you know, everything that's happening. And that has obviously added another level of, um, like, you know, just like uh, to the situation in this country. And it's made it even tougher for some of these players. So that's kind of what's going on. Um, Brandon, what, what do you think about this whole situation? Yeah, I think I think it's tough. I think we need a lot more information. I, I, there are definitely some players split on you know whether to come back or not, and there's even still some health concerns. You know, there's still some concerns about going back for your you know personal health. You're going to be a lot of, around a lot of new people. You know, even with social distancing and quarantining before. So I, I think this is all tough. I think it's you know a little bit of to be determined, on my opinion. Um, I, I got to see some more information about, you know, what, what a lot of these players think is right. You know, in, in, I agree with you. I think a lot of them do want to return and want to play and still be able to use their platform um, to create change um, in a country that's hurting at the moment. So it's going to be tough to see down the line, you know, what's going to happen, you know, kind of to figure out from now what's going to happen down the line is going to be tough. So I don't know. I, I think a lot is going on here. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. But what are your thoughts on, on some of this? It's tough, and I've, I've said it on this podcast many times that there, everybody, it's such a tough spot to be in right now, and obviously the NBA wants yeah. to continue. We want to see it continue, but at the same time, this is a huge commitment for these players. I mean, two over two months in a bubble, potentially, like that's a, that's a big commitment to, to uh, it is. in order to finish out this season. So, I mean, it's hard. Obviously, I mean, like, I, like I said, we all want to see it done, but these players, they want it, it, it's, not, it, it's not worth their health. So if, if it's not safe, then they don't want to do it. Um, and I get that, like as selfishly as I want to see LeBron win a championship, knock on wood. But like, if they don't feel comfortable, doing, on wood. If, if they don't feel comfortable doing it, then like I can't blame them right. for not wanting to do it. Obviously, I want them to do it. But if they're concerned right. for health issues, then I mean, I can't be mad about that. I get it. I understand it. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's hard because all these other sports are starting, except for baseball. But we won't get into it. They're starting to kind of uh, get back into these plans to play again, and um, it's just hard, man. Like the NBA. They've been the, kind of the forefront of this because their season is, hasn't concluded yet, but we'll see what happens. I'm I'm hopeful. I am. I I, I think it'll happen. I do. Like we're very confident. Um, even with all this, I I'm confident that it'll happen. It'll start July 30th or whenever they said it was going to. Um, I'm interested to see what it looks like because I still don't know. We don't really know what it's going to look like, but I think it'll happen. Right. Yeah. And- I, I think we. We got some time. Go ahead, Trevor. Go ahead. Yeah, and it just seems like, I think ultimately, like, every player is going to kind of make a decision for themselves. You know, it seems like they're all weighing out all of their options. And, you know, obviously, um, like, with the protests, they're trying to figure out, like, what's the best method? What's the best best way I could use my platform? Does that involve yeah. me? Can we do two things at once? Can we play? And can we also, like... Um, create change, you know, create change, or do we, should we not do that? Should we, you know, just not play and, you know, have another way that we organize separate from playing? So I don't know. It's, it's really a tough decision. I mean, for NBA players. So, you know, we'll see what happens. I will say there's been so many NBA players that have done so much good for this cause. You look at Jalen Brown, and he's been really out there um, yeah. at the protests um, and doing his thing, which I think has been awesome. And there's plenty of other players just like that. I mean, I, I've seen Giannis out 
Uh, Malcolm Brogdon um, has talked a little bit. So we, we've seen a lot of great, great stuff from these players. And I think, you know, each player is going to be able to evaluate for themselves what can I do um, to best help, you know, the, the African-American community um, and the Black Lives Matter movement and uh, to play basketball. Um, but, you know, we'll see. It's to be determined what's going to happen. It's going to be interesting to see when they end up actually starting if they do start. Um, so to wrap up small talk today, we have small talk trivia, and I am winning for the first time in quite a while. It has been many months, um, but I am winning, which is super great. So, Trevor, I've been asking the question first a lot, so why don't you ask first? Give us the scoreboard, too. I don't remember what the scoreboard is at all. Um, so the scoreboard is 26 to 25. You have taken the lead back, um, so that's unfortunate it, for me. It's probably like... It's been probably like six months or something since I've had the lead. It's been a long time. Might even be longer than that. Yeah, it's it's been a while. Um, but hopefully I can uh, tie it up today maybe and then hopefully take the right. lead in the future. But anyway, we were talking a little bit about Reggie Bush. He won the Heisman Trophy in 2005. Um, so my question is, the following year, 2006, who won the Heisman Trophy in 2006? 2006 Heisman, I believe, uh, was, if I remember correctly, I'm trying to go through the, the Heisman of each year, um, I believe it's from a team that I don't like all too much, if I remember correctly, um, I believe it was Troy Smith, I'm just, I want to just confirm in my head, I think it was, it was him. I'm pretty sure it was Troy Smith. I'm going to go Troy Smith. I'm almost 100% sure, and I think he, he had a good amount of vote, too. Yeah, but that was his senior year. He got drafted by—I don't know if he got drafted, but he was with the Ravens. I, I'm almost 100% sure it's Troy Smith. Okay, that's your final answer? Final answer. I'm, I'm putting it out there. I'll take my point. <laughs> All right, a little confident. And you're right to be confident because Troy Smith is the correct answer <laughs> to this one. Um, he won it pretty pretty clearly, it seems like, in the voting. Darren, yeah. Darren McFadden was second. But uh, Troy Smith was the winner of the 2006 Heisman Trophy. All right, so what, what am I, is it 26-25 at the moment? Yeah, so now you have 27 because you just got that correct. Yes, all right, perfect. 27-25, perfect. Okay, so here's my question. My question is about the uh, NBA MVP award. So how many, and I'll even, uh, I'll even do this. I will give you a leeway of one here within one a war, uh, one player, I should say. How many multi-time NBA MVP winners have we had in history? So I've won two or more MVPs. How many of them? So if you get within one, I will give you the point. Okay, so in the NBA MVP voting history, how many players have won it at least twice? And you yes. said you would give me within one. So say, I guess, seven and the answer six, then I would still get the point, you're saying? Yes, yep, you got it. Okay, so how many players have won it multiple times? Okay, so if I go backwards in the league, so the NBA, so does this, how, I wonder <laughs> I wonder if I can ask this question, like how far, can I ask, like, when was the first year the NBA MVP was yeah, started? Yeah, yeah, I'll can give I you ask that? that. So it seems like, yeah, 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 it seems like 55, 56. Um, is is what I have on my my list here. That's when the, the awards the started. The first year the MVP was offered, yes. Okay, okay. So it started, okay, so that's about, we got like, what, 55 mm -hmm. years. Um, yeah, and I'll even give you away. another clue. That person who won it that year was a multi-time winner. That was a big clue, so that's the last one you get. 
Okay, or 65 years, I should say. So 65 years that has been. So, okay, how many multiple winners have there been in the past 65 years, the NBA? Okay, so just, I have to go backwards now. You got, um, okay, so Giannis hasn't won it yet, even though he's presumed, so that's not, he's not won. Um, Harden, uh, did he win it twice? I don't think he won it twice. I think he should have won it twice, but only won it once. Steph Curry won it twice. That's one. Um, LeBron has won it, obviously, more than twice. Uh, that would be two. Um, Kevin Durant, I believe, has only won it once. Yes, he's only won it once. So we got LeBron. We got Steph Curry. We got LeBron. Um, did Kobe Bryant win it twice? That's a question. Um, he won it in 08, I know. But I don't know if he won it another year. You had Dirk in 07. Uh, yeah, LeBron in 09. Kobe 08, Dirk 7. Um, Steve Nash won it twice, so that's three. I, I, You know, I don't think Kobe won it twice. I I could be wrong on that, but I don't. I, for some reason, I think he only won it once. Tim Duncan, um, he could have won it twice. I think he won it in like 03, maybe, but I'm not too sure. Um, Shaq, I believe, only won it once. I still only have three names. Michael Jordan's obviously another one. That would be four. But, like... I wonder if I don't know if Tim Duncan won it twice though. That's tough. Allen Iverson only won it once, I believe. Um. Okay, so I have MJ. You know, what? I'm just gonna add one more because I think either one of Kobe or Tim Duncan had it twice. Um, Tim Duncan, I think, has definitely won it twice. I'm just gonna add one more. That's five. Um, you have like Karl Malone who won it at least once. You have Barkley, I think, who won it maybe once. Magic Johnson for sure is another one. That's six. Uh, Larry Bird, I'm fairly confident, has more than, has at least two. That would be seven. Kareem definitely has two. That would be eight. Um, let's see. Bill Russell definitely is one. That's nine. Uh, let's see. Wilt Chamberlain. Did he win it twice? And just remember the, remember the clue I gave you. The very first, uh, year that this award was given out, that person has also won. Okay. Uh, more than... Two or more times. Right. So, so that's... Just, just reminding you. So you said... Okay, so 55. So that wasn't Bill Russell. That's like one of the... Um, I don't know who it would have been, but that would be added another one. So that would be 10. Will... I don't know if Will got it twice or not. Um, Oscar... I don't know if he got it twice. Right now I'm at 10. I feel like 10 might be a good number. Jerry West might have won it once, but I don't know if he won it twice. I think I could safely add one more and maybe be within one. So I think that 11 sounds good. Um, I'm trying to think. Is there anyone else that definitely would have had more than one? Jerry, Yeah, Jerry West might have. Oscar might have. Bill Russell definitely did. I think Wilt probably did. You know what? I'm going to go with 11. That's my final answer. I think... I, it could be it could be 13 and I would not get it. It could be 9 and I could not get it. But I'm going with 11. That seems like a safe like middle ground. That's my final answer. So name name before you submit your final answer. Name name the nine players if you can, or 10, or however many you're guessing. See if you could name all of those, them. Uh, those 11. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Could you just name all the players that you said were for sure again? Okay. So um, Steph Curry's for sure. LeBron's for sure. Uh, Tim Duncan's for sure. Michael Jordan's for sure. Um, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Kareem, 
That's seven. Um, Bill Russell. Mm-hmm. Eight. I'm going to say Wilt. Nine. And then the other guys, I'm like, they might have, they might not. So, like, Jerry West, maybe. Oscar, maybe. Um, the guy, I forget the guy of the name. It could have been, like, a... It might have been, like, Bob Pettit. I don't know if that's correct, but it could have been him, that first, so, that first one. But so, I, I don't remember the... I told you the person who won the very first year. Yeah. That yeah. would be ten. Yeah, so that would be ten. Ten for sure's. And then I'm saying, in like... In your mind. In the, your mind, I should say. Yeah, so ten for sure's in my mind, and then I'm going to add one. I can't say if those are right or not. And then I'm going to add one. Either Jerry West or Oscar have two, but I don't know which one. So... Final answer, 11. Yeah. Trevor, I, I was incredibly impressed about this whole thing. You've, you've listed 10 people who have all won multiple times. Um, however, you did miss a couple. Okay. And if you, the answer is 13, uh, so you just needed one more. You gotta be king. To get it right. So people you did not name, both Malones, Moses and Carl Malone. Um, Bob Pettit was the guy who won... That, that time. So I'm going to give the whole list because I can't even find the, the last person you didn't name. Um, Steph Curry, Steve Nash, Tim Duncan, Carl Malone, Bob Pettit all won twice. Three-time winners, we have Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Moses Malone. Four-time winners, LeBron and Wilt. Five-time winners, Michael Jordan, Bill Russell, and a six-time winner, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, yeah, I didn't include so S- I think Steve Nash. If I would have said missed- Steve Nash, I would have had 11 for sure, and then I could have said... I think you had Steve Nash. I think you had Steve Nash. I had him, but then when I renamed him, I didn't name him, so like... Uh, oh my god. Well, oh well. I, I tried helping you close. out there at the end. I tried. I tried giving you some help. I was like, rename them all out, because I think you, you named, I think, pretty much all the guys. Yeah. I, I, even Bob Pettit you named, and that was the guy who won it the, the very first year. I'm pretty impressed with that. I think that was Ben. Was that pretty impressive? I think that was really impressive. Yeah, let me say something. I I think you should give him the point, and here's why. Honestly, I I'm debating about it. I was I'm about to, if you give me a, a good nah, enough reason, Ben. What's your reason? I will nah, give. Okay, I, this is what I'm thinking. I think Trevor deserves a point because I feel bad. You both sent me your questions, and I knew Trevor's was easy. And when I you sent me when Brandon you sent me yours for Trevor, I kind of looked at it as I I was thinking more like consecutively. How many players have won it consecutively? So, like, when I'm looking this up as Trevor's guessing, I'm like, this is actually really hard. So, Trevor not only gave you a layup, Brandon, because yours was a joke. He gave you a layup on, like, a four-foot hoop. And you basically <laughs> made him shoot a half-court shot on a 50-foot So, hoop. Ben, are you golden golden buzzer? You want to yes. give him the point? I feel like I have – I, hey, I feel like ben I should use the, the, power, the little power that I have on this podcast and overrule you and say that <laughs> because he was one away from your one-off, I think he, I think he deserves a point here. Because his question, yeah. I will say, I, I did really give him hard. a lot of clues. I gave him a lot of clues, and I gave him some leeway. And he, he but he, got, he gets Bob Pettit right. Like I don't even know who Bob Pettit is, and he I, he got that right. <laughs> give him the point. I think he deserves a point. I right, hey Trevor, I've been overruled by Ben. Even though Ben thinks he has a little power, he has a lot of power. Um, so you're getting the point today. I I was pretty impressed because everyone you named was right, and for the most part, I think almost every year was right. Duncan's years, I think you even got one of Duncan's years right. He was 02 and 03. He won the MVP. So I, I think you got every single one right except the Malones. Um, yeah. And even them, yeah. you, were, you you were close on them. Um, and you said them. So I don't, I'm pretty impressed. I, I'm cool with giving you the point. I was thinking about doing it anyway. So I'm glad Ben put in his golden buzzer there uh and gave you the point um but right. let's keep on moving moving along here um so what's the score now is it what was the score if you're giving me the point it's 27 26 uh it's still down one i'm, I'm very okay with that so next segment we have randomly ranked 
uh, as we do every week, randomly ranked is where we take a completely random topic and we rank it. It's pretty self-explanatory. This week was a banger suggestion from Ben, right? Ben, you suggested this? Yeah, I did. Normally, we take a very large amount of time figuring out what we're doing for this segment. Um, it takes us very long. And today, it was very easy. Ben was like, this subject. So here's what it's going to be. We are going to give our top three favorite blizzards from Dairy Queen. And they've had a lot of them over the years. Um, so, Trevor, you, you went, you know, Ben, you, you put your golden buzzer in. Who would you like to go first? Name the order today. Um, uh, I'll just do, like, I'll, I'll sandwich. This wasn't meant to be a difficult yeah, question. Yeah, no, I'll sandwich <laughs> me in between. So I'll have, I'll have Brandon, then me, then Trevor. I'll let Trevor go last since he probably has the best list since he's the best one on this podcast. <laughs> okay. 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 Well, okay. And, so, and Trevor usually has some three. hot takes. And I, I always like to hear his hot takes at the end. He does normally has. I guarantee he has like some like bubblegum cheesecake. Or something. <laughs> he has some no, garbage like that. on there. Honestly, I think my so, list is pretty boring, but all right. You know, I'm going to have a boring list too. So as I was going through, I found one flavor called M&M Peanut Butter Monster Cookie. I've never had this before, but I'm putting it at number three because surely that has to be amazing, right? Like, is that so wild to say? It's surely that has to be one of the best cookies you could possibly, or best blizzards you could have. So that's my number three. The other two I have had. Number two... I saw um, on this list here is Reese's Outrageous. I have had this one before, um, and it is amazing. Pretty much anything with Reese's is amazing. Um, and my number one, I think, collectively as, like, milkshakes and ice cream goes, I think this is just kind of, like, the one of the universal best flavors. And that is going to be just a classic Oreo Blizzard. I don't think you could really go wrong with Oreo Blizzard. I hope all both of you guys have Oreo Blizzards on your list, too. So I, I think my top three is pretty boring today. Now, nothing crazy, but Oreo takes the, the cake, I guess you could say, here. Um, at number one. So Ben, what is your top three Blizzard ranking? Yeah, so I'll just I'll go out and say it right away. I do not have Oreo on my top three, and honestly, I'm not even that uh, I'm not even that upset about it because I think feel like the three I have are better than Oreo. I mean, Oreo is fine. It's not like it's good. I'd say it's like it it could be top five, I guess, but it's not top three. Um, okay. My number three is chocolate chip cookie dough Blizzard. You cannot. Oh, good. You can't go good wrong place. with cookie dough. I mean, there, there's not there's nothing bad about cookie dough. Cookie dough by itself, amazing. Cookie dough in ice cream, even be- yes. even better. So chocolate I chip, thought about putting it on. Yeah, there. so chocolate chip cookie dough is number three. My number two Reese's, basic, but it's the it's the best candy, greatest candy of all all time. Literally, there, there's nothing bad about Reese's. It's the perfect combination of chocolate and fake peanut butter, so it's delicious. I love it. <laughs> um, and my number one is Brownie Extreme Blizzard, which ooh another good one. That's not something I get every time, but if I really want to treat myself, I'll get a I'll get a Brownie Extreme Blizzard because it's something that if you have it every once in a while, you can't you can't ruin it. But if you have it every once in a while. It is fire, and it's it's just amazing. I love it so much. It's it's so much chocolate, and as Brandy would know, you can never go wrong with too much chocolate. So never, it is, it's, it's not even much, possible. It's basically putting just as much chocolate as you possibly can in, in a little cup. So it's perfect. And what's wrong with that? What is wrong with that? No, it's perfect. Nothing. Absolutely nothing is wrong. All right, Trevor, let's hear one of your hot takes. Okay, so when when I think about the kind of ice cream that I really like, it it's usually ice cream that I can. Um, I never get tired of, and that I can eat like every day. Not that I eat ice cream every day, but like that I can never get tired of. That never becomes like, oh, I'm I'm tired of that taste. So like something like the the chocolate, the browning stream probably wouldn't be on my list because you know it might be good the first time, but eventually I might get a little tired of it. But anyway, uh, number three, I'm going with a Snickers Blizzard. Um, now yeah, my list is gonna be kind of boring. Um, but I'm starting out with Snickers. I love Snickers candy. It's my second favorite candy. And Snickers Blizzards. Yes. So that brings me to my number two, 
which is a Reese's Blizzard. You can't go wrong, okay. as Ben said. Ben basically made my point for me. Reese's, perfect combination of chocolate, and he said fake peanut butter. Uh, yeah, I, I guess, but who cares? It's great. Um, and number one, I got to go with just, I could eat this every day. And again, Ben also made some good points on this one, and that is a cookie dough blizzard. It has to be number mm-hmm. one. Cookie dough is amazing, whether you get it um, ice cream, a milkshake, any day of the week cookie dough beats any other ice cream flavor there is um i'm super upset no one had oreo i can't believe that wasn't said however all of you did have pretty good flavors i cannot i cannot complain of any of the flavor all, all of them were very solid um but we're going to move on to our main topic today despite the no oreo from both of them um and we have i think a, another good main topic i feel like we always have good main topics but trevor why don't you don't introduce the main topic today as it was your idea all right, so uh, today we're going to be doing the 2009 NBA redraft. Um, we did one other redraft um, last summer. We did the 2014 one, um, and I was listening back to it um, last night, and we kind of rushed things because we had like our little 30-minute uh, time that we would go off a lot in the past. Um, but today, it's not going to be like that. We're not going to be rushed. We're going to have a very great discussion about this redraft, and this is a stacked draft. Now, the way, the way we're going to do this is we all have our own list of the lottery. We're just going to do the lottery of this draft. So the top 14 picks, we all have our own list that we uh, did before this podcast. And we're going to list our top 14. Um, basically, we're all going to say our number one at the same time, number two at the same time, and so on. We're going to list them, and then we're going to discuss them and, you know, basically, like, if... if Brandon says Steph Curry, and he kind of goes into why he thinks Steph Curry is whatever whatever number. Um, we're going to talk about them, and then whenever I have them, I'm probably not going to go like super detailed. Um, so we're going to kind of do it like that. Yes, yeah, so I think we could just, we'll start with number one. Let's get it out of the way. I think we're all the exact same person. At least we should. My number one is Steph Curry. Trevor, who is your number one? Okay, so at the time, Steph Curry was taken number seven, and he was not, he was, you had other players like Ricky Rubio and Johnny Flynn taken ahead of him. Johnny Flynn, someone who I really loved uh, in college at Syracuse. Unfortunately, his NBA career did not pan out. But yeah, number one, I think, has to be Steph Curry. Um, depending on the situation you put him in, I think there's an argument for the number two player over Steph Curry. However, I think Steph Curry just is the overall better player. And regardless of the situation, I still would take Steph Curry over um, the person who I have at number two. I bet number one, let's get out of the way. Yeah, it's Steph Curry. It's not even hard. He's the greatest shooter of all time. There's six teams that are probably still upset they didn't draft him. So it's Steph Curry. Easy. I'd be upset. I can't believe anyone passed up on him. Uh, Number two, I think this is another easy one. Let's just go. Let's get through it. James Harden, easy choice here. Ben? Yep, James Harden, easy choice. Trevor? Yeah, it's James Harden. I mean, and he would have been, if he was in that situation, he would have been drafted by the Memphis Grizzlies, who had that pick at the same point, which would have been very interesting to put him with things mm-hmm. like that. O.J. Mayo at the time, and later they would get, you know, Zach Randolph and Mike Conley. So just thinking about some that of those possibilities. Really yeah. Like, thinking about some of those possibilities would have been interesting. But again, I took Steph Curry over him because I think regardless of the situation, I think Curry is just, you know, you put him in so many different kind of different uh, teams, I think you can have some really good teams. Whereas James Harden, he's more of an isolation Mm -hmm. player. It's a little bit less flexible, I think. So Steph Curry is who I, I decided to take him over Harden. 
Look, I love James Harden. We know that here on this podcast, all right? But there's no situation I am not taking Steph Curry over James Harden. I just don't see that happening uh, truly ever. Um, I think we're going to keep it rolling here. Uh, we might get some controversy coming up here. Number three, Trevor, uh, let's just have the name. What's your number three? Uh, number three is Blake Griffin, which he was the actual number one pick. And Blake Griffin, I mean, super athletic coming out of college. I mean, he was so good at Oklahoma. And he came in, had, had a lot of good years with the Clippers. Unfortunately, he couldn't get yeah. a championship, couldn't even get to the finals with Chris Paul and those teams. But Blake Griffin was so good. Um, he's had some injury problems, but I think uh, he should be number three. Ben, who is at three? I agree. I think it's Blake Griffin. Um, once again, not not a super hard decision. I mean, he's a six-time All-Star. He's been All-NBA five times. Um, he's finished uh, in the top 10 MVP voting three times. I mean, he's just he's a phenomenal athlete. His balance is ridiculous, especially at the beginning of his career. Um, I, I, don't, I, I really didn't even think about it too much. It's Blake Griffin. Yeah, my three is Blake Griffin. This was another. It's pretty easy decision. Um, you know, it's 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 interesting. He couldn't win um, with the uh, with the Clippers um, with all those great players there. But you know what? Not everyone can win, especially when LeBron James is in the league. Um, it's gonna be tough. But you know, saying that, I thought it was pretty easy decision. Number three, my top three was pretty much set. Four and five, I had a slightly more difficult decision. So I'm gonna go first with four. Four, I put Demar Derozan. Okay. So Ben, who did you put it for? So this was a tough one. Four and five was tough, but I, I actually put, yes, I put Drew Holiday at four over DeMar DeRozan. Okay, okay. Trevor, who did you have it for? Okay, so my four and five also, it was it was tough. It was between DeRozan and Holiday, and ultimately I did choose DeRozan. I think um, just thinking about, obviously, the numbers he put up, he's put up over his career more superior to Holiday's, though Holiday is the better defensive player, um, and he's been on some good teams with the Pelicans. Um, DeRozan has also been on some really good teams with the Raptors that led him to the conference finals a couple two time, a couple times, came up short against LeBron. But, you know, DeRozan, I think, is just, you know, his ability to score at will is is ultimately outweighed Holiday's defensive ability, I think, for me. Look, let's not sleep on Drew Holiday at all. Okay, and I'll say this, I have Drew Holiday at five. Drew Holiday is a very good player, and I really, even though he has this big contract, I really think his whole career has kind of just been overshined um, by just, like, other good players in the league or other good players on his teams, but I really think he's a good player. DeMar DeRozan's stats are just a little bit too good, um, and that's why I had him over. I'm interested to see why you had him over, Ben. I'm going to throw it to you in a second, but I definitely don't want to downplay the fact Drew Holiday, this, this top five was really, really solid. Very, very solid top five for a draft. So, Ben, why, why did you decide to put Holiday at four? Yeah, so this was tough, and I, I, I love DeMar DeRozan. I, I think, like, he's so fun to watch. I think he's fantastic, but... It's kind of how you play basketball, how he plays. I mean, I'll take that compliment any day of the week. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, but I just, I put Drew Holiday over DeMar DeRozan, and like, kind of like Trevor said, but I'm kind of the opposite. I valued his defensive presence just so much here because he's a really good defender. Um, it says here that he's won all defensive team twice, so... Uh, I, I just think he's a really good defender. His stats, obviously, offensively, he's not what DeMar DeRozan is, but he's a better three-point shooter than DeMar DeRozan. Uh, and he's roughly the same career field goal percentage than DeMar DeRozan. So, yeah, DeRozan's a better shooter, but I don't think Drew Holiday is that much worse of a shooter. And I think kind of like the opposite of what Trevor said, I think his defensive presence actually valued it to me more than his lack of shooting. So that's why I put him over uh, DeMar DeRozan. Another thing is I feel like DeRozan's been pretty steady his whole career, especially these past three years. Drew Holiday has been, like, really, really good. Very, very good uh, two-point percentage. And has done, has, I think done more 
collectively as his career has gone on has done slightly better um which i find to be very interesting so let's let's move we basically talked about five here uh i think drew holiday and then ben do you have demar Derozan at five yeah he's a five yeah so we'll just we'll just hop on over to six so ben who do you have at six so at number six i have danny green and the reason i put danny green is i think he's just such a phenomenal role player i think he fits well into pretty much any system um and he's a he's a phenomenal shooter i mean he's shooting 40 percent from three from his career so I think, I mean, he was a phenomenal role player at the Spurs. He's great with the Lakers right now. Um, I think there's really only one other person on my list that I think could argue that you could say is a better role player than him on this list. So I put Danny Green at number six. So before the podcast, someone mentioned this player, and I was like, I don't have him on my list because I, I wasn't looking, I guess. Um, and this player was actually the sixth person on my list, and that's Jeff Teague. I would say Jeff Teague is a slightly better role player than Danny Green. He's even had an all-star season in 2014-2015 with that good Hawks team. And I feel like more recently he hasn't been quite as good. Um, he's definitely towards the end of his career, it seems like. But there was a good, like, maybe seven to eight years where he was averaging, you know, 13, 14, 15, 16 points a game. Very, very solid role player. Good three-point percentages. Some years even shooting um, close to 40% from three. Um, and I, I think a pretty overall, you know, around just good... Uh, solid point guard uh, for a team. So I have Jeff Teague at six. Trevor, who is your number six? Yeah, so my number six is also Jeff Teague. I mean, just thinking about like what he, I think, has done throughout his career um, compared to someone like Danny Green, which I will have shortly. Danny Green was really, he's really kind of been like this 3 and D guy, and he's obviously been on more successful teams, but he's, you know, he's like the sixth man on that team, or he's, you know, the fourth or fifth best player on that team. Whereas Jeff Teague, like if you look at 2015 when he uh, made it, he got to an All Star game. Uh, he was like the best player on that team, I think, arguably. I mean, you look at when they played the Cavs in the conference finals. Yeah, they got swept, but I mean, they're against LeBron and Kyrie and Kevin Love. And in that series, Jeff Teague averaged 22 points per game and five assists. So not necessarily the most efficient, but still, I mean, when you compare it to someone like a Danny Green or a Taj Gibson or a Ricky Rubio. Uh, I don't think any of those players could put up those kind of numbers and also like um, also be the leader of a team that goes to the Eastern Conference Finals in the way that Jeff Teague has done. Yeah, no, no, I, I definitely agree with Jeff Teague. So number seven, Trevor, who do you have at seven? Um, so seven, I have Danny Green, which, again, he has so much playoff experience uh, with the Spurs and with the Raptors. Now he's with the Lakers. Like, he's just like the one of the ultimate role players that we've had in the league the past 15 years or so um you know he's a really good fit with players like LeBron and you know obviously with Tim Duncan and Kawhi in those years with the Spurs like you can he can fit so well in so many different teams that's why he's such a great asset and it's why I have him against other players who there's some other players I'm going to mention um, behind him who I think are better individual players than Danny Green but just the way Danny Green can fit into so many different teams and play a huge role um, on those championship teams or championship contending teams mm -hmm. that's why I ultimately put Danny Green ahead of some of those other players yeah I have Danny Green I'm not going to go into you know Danny Green 7 I'm not going to go into all of it because Trevor just did but I, I agree he's been a fabulous role player I'm just going to mention one quick thing he's shooting over 40% from 3 for his career which is quite impressive uh, in my book so Ben who is your number seven I'm guessing it's Jeff Teague that's my guess yeah so my seven is Jeff Teague and you guys I don't need to really go into it you guys did a pretty good job explaining it I love Jeff Teague I think on that Hawks team in 2015 2016 he was phenomenal couldn't get past LeBron but I mean come on it's LeBron um 
But he was phenomenal. I, you guys said everything I, I needed to say. So Jeff Teague is my number seven. So next up, we have number eight. Ben, who do you have at eight? Yeah, so number eight, this is somebody actually, because I was kind of looking at a couple different redrafts online, and a couple of them, they had this dude pretty low, but I value this dude very highly, and that is Patrick Beverly. I have Patrick Beverly at number eight. I think his his just intimidation, I think, is so valuable. He can get in your head. Um, like I, And I keep thinking, when I put him down, I kept thinking of the, uh, well, Brandon, you would know, it was it, I think it was Lonzo's first game, where he was he was locking down Lonzo. Oh yeah, he um, locked him down. Yeah, and like great defender. He's just he's such a fantastic defender. I think that that kind of mentality and that kind of person to have on your team is so valuable to have. Um, so that's that's why I put Patrick Beverly on at my number eight spot. Uh, number eight, I decided to go with Ricky Rubio. This is a guy, another guy where I think has gotten better with age, um, and it seems like he, you know his numbers are increasing uh, over his averages year by year. So I, I decided to put Rubio at eight. A really highly drafted guy. I remember him coming out. People thought he was going to be, like, one of the best point guards just, like, ever. Like, insane hype around Ricky Rubio. He obviously didn't live up to that hype, but I still believe he's a good player, and he's a, a serviceable point guard uh, in the league. Uh, Trevor, so who do you have at 8? Um, You know, I had a really tough time with 8 as well. I think there's two other guys that can fit in, like, specific roles and play very well. Um, I actually had Taj Gibson. This is really tough. You're actually making me second-guess my pick here. Um... But I went with Taj Gibson, you know, playoff experience with the Bulls. Obviously a very great um, rebounder. And, you know, he, you know, averaged around 10 points a game throughout his career and played some really uh, key roles on some of those Bulls teams when they were making their runs. Um, he was even on one of the OKC teams with in Westbrook's MVP year. But, yeah, I mean, I went with Taj Gibson. It's, it's tough because we're getting to the point now where all these guys are, like, really key role players, good role players that – it's, I mean, you could really easily change the order in a lot of different ways. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Todd Gibson might be a little outlandish. That's a little bit of a hot take in my opinion. Uh, ben, have we gone to you for eight? Am I crazy? Yeah, my eight was uh, Patrick Beverly. Perfect, perfect. All right, so number nine, I'll go first this time. I put Pat Bev. Um, I think Patrick Beverly's defense, even to this day, is so, so great. Uh, for many of the reasons you stated, I won't go super in detail. Um, so, Ben, who was your number nine? Yeah, so we just switched our 8-9 because my number 9 is Ricky Rubio. And like you said, um, especially at the beginning of his career, his passing ability was phenomenal. I used to remember watching SportsCenter and some of the highlights they would show, his, like him in fast break, his passing ability is phenomenal. Um, I, I, like you said, I think he's a, just a really solid player. Um, I think number 8, right in the middle, 8-9 is a perfect spot for him on this list. Trevor, number nine, who you got? Yeah, I have Ricky Rubio. Um, as you were talking about him, I was like, man, maybe he should be at a Taj Gibson. I don't know, but uh, it was tough. But yeah, Ricky Rubio, obviously known for his passing ability, played some good roles. Um, unfortunately, hasn't had a ton of playoff experience. Um, but nevertheless, I mean, Ricky Rubio has been a great player. You know, even still today, he's he's playing a decent role on you know Phoenix and mentoring some of the younger guys. Still putting up about thirteen points per game this past year. So. Yeah, yeah, Ricky Rubio is who I have at number nine. He's been very consistent. Like his scoring averages are very consistent. His assist numbers yeah. very consistent. It, it seems like his field goal percentage has, has went up slightly over his career. That's true too. It seems like it slightly went up. Um, so Trevor, let's move to number ten. Uh, who do you have at ten? Um, at ten I have Wesley Matthews. Now Wesley Matthews is another guy. Um, I think a little bit like Danny Green, just not quite as good at the role, but like he can also be like a three and D guy. 
on like some contending teams. Unfortunately, didn't get the opportunity. Just you know, luck of the draw wasn't on some of those great teams like Danny Green was. But I think similar to him, you know, very great three point shooter throughout his career. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, he's played some great roles. And actually, I think the Mavs team he was on was um, had some good runs. But yeah, I have Wesley Matthews number ten. So my number ten is the guy who his like first six years in the league was just fabulous like really really amazing never seemed to be healthy enough to play a whole season but that's Tariq Evans he was the rookie of the year for this class his first year he averaged 20.1 points in 72 games I mean he was insane his first couple years Uh, not a great three-point shooter um has gotten better over his career but uh not great Uh, and his career kind of went down a little bit so that I have him as low as he is his first you know couple years even through like 2015 2016 he was averaging above 15 points in all those years he was a very solid starter uh, in my opinion, by those numbers. So, um, in my opinion, I if he kept that going, he definitely would have been very way higher. Um, but for this, I'm going to put him at number 10. Ben, who is your number 10? Yeah, so my number 10 is somebody, um, from what I can remember, and I, I vividly remember him in college, fantastic college player um, at North Carolina, and that is Ty Lawson. Um, not not a great career in the NBA. Like I mean, he's, he's a pretty average role player, but in, like it's funny because I'm looking at like Bleacher Report did a did the same thing where they redrafted this draft, and they kind of said the same thing that I was thinking when I thought of him was, at times, he was such an explosive scorer where he could go off real quick. Kind of like Steph Curry could a little bit, but obviously Steph Curry's way better, but it's kind of like a poor man's version of Steph Curry where if he gets hot, it's dangerous. Um, so obviously he's not better than anybody I put in front of him, but I think I, I think he's worthy of a top 10 in this draft. I do. I think he's worthy of a top 10 redraft. So I had Ty, Ty Lawson at number 10. Uh, so number 11, next up, Ben, I'll, I'll even let you go back to back here. Who do you have at number 11? Yeah, so at number 11, I don't think anybody said this one yet, I have Patty Mills at number 11. Um, obviously, I, he's a really good player with the Spurs. Um, I believe he went, I think he, let me look, I think he went to St. Mary's, which they always produce some really good, uh, some solid Australians. fundamental players. Yeah, yeah, so he went to St. Mary's, it says. Um, and they always produce, just fundamentally, they produce such good basketball players, and I think he's a perfect example of it, where he's not really bad at anything he's from what i don't know that much about him but from what i've seen of him he's kind of just good at everything um and he's a he's just a solid role player to have he obviously he's in a great system with the spurs and greg popovich but um yeah P- patty Mose is my number 11 a pretty just a really solid nba player so my number 11 um is a player who hasn't put up great you know amazing stats and just bounced around a ton in the league been hurt but i think he's really an overall solid player and that's damari carroll He's been on an enormous amount of teams, a lot of teams. It seems like it's like eight or nine teams on the list I have here. And when he plays full seasons, he's done pretty well. His last, you know, real full season he played was with Brooklyn um, in 2017-2018. He started 73 games, um, and it seemed like he averaged 13.5 points. Had a pretty good year. Field goal percentage wasn't super bad either. So, you know, it seems like he wasn't too bad, um, and I believe he was a first-round pick too. Um, so I, I have him at number 11. Trevor, who is your number 11? Yeah, so it was interesting that uh, Ben brought up Patty Mills. I remember, you know, Patty Mills just watching him when my Heat would play the Spurs and just he would get on my nerves because he would just come in the game fresh off the bench and he'd start hitting these threes. Um, similar to Danny Green, but, you know, he wouldn't get as many minutes as Danny Green. So, like, he was annoying to watch as a Heat fan. But my number 11 is Patrick Beverly. And Patrick Beverly, um, he, he didn't actually, like, uh, start playing in the NBA until like the 2012-2013 NBA season. So I think his longevity is not quite as good as some of the other guys that I have ahead of him. But I mean, his defensive ability, 
obviously we that we've seen the past few years with the Clippers and even with Houston before that was very good. Um, you know, not necessarily the the most prolific scorer, but his defensive ability and really knowing his role. And he's just a relentless defender, um, and, and really just like embraces his role similar to a Danny Green, I think. So I have him here at eleven. Um, I know like Taj Gibson, you know, he's a player who I think like who I had at number eight. And looking back on it again, these players are all so close, but like Taj Gibson I think was better earlier in his career. Um, like that's when his peak came and then like Patrick Beverly didn't come in the league until twenty thirteen and now we're starting to see his like his best in the past few years. So he's obviously more relevant as a player now than Taj Gibson was in like the early twenty tens. Mm-hmm. So continue on forward that my number twelve um would be Joe Ingles. And Joe Ingles is hasn't been in the NBA that long. In fact he wasn't even in the NBA after the two thousand nine season, but he went undrafted that year. Um, and that would it's the year he would have should have been drafted, and I would have drafted Joe Ingles by the looks of how his career is going right now. He's a little bit older, but he's he's playing pretty well. He's had some decent seasons, and I think he's a, de- a pretty good contributor um, on a team like the Jazz. His uh, three point percentage is above forty percent. Field goal percentage is almost um, it's it's uh, in the five hundred range. So he's he's been pretty solid along those lines. So I have Joe Ingles at number twelve. Uh, ben, what who, what do you think for number twelve? Yeah, so at number 12, I have Darren Collison. And this is somebody, I knew the name, but I didn't really know. Like, I kind of remembered him, but I didn't know much about him. Um, but so I'm reading about him. And honestly, he, I think 12 is a perfect spot for him because he was he's a, just a really solid, I mean, like it says, Bleach Report says solid mid-tier starting point guard. Um, he's not super flashy at all, but I just think he's, a, especially as a point guard, he's solid. And it talks about how he had 20 assists in a game, and he had 15 assists five time, uh, five other times in his career um so i think as a point guard he's a perfect point guard because he can dish the ball to other scorers um so and and there's times where he can score there, there's he's proven to be at times a high volume shooter so um i don't think he's better than anybody i had before him obviously but i think at 12 he fits pretty well trevor wrap up the 12th pick yeah so i actually also have darren collison number 12 you know he's he's always been he's been pretty consistent throughout his career um he had his best year in sacramento in the 2014-15 season but also was you know a good role player, basically like the sixth man off the bench for those Pacers teams, um, or at least one of the Pacers teams that uh, you know contended with the Heat, lost to him in six games, I think, in the conference semis in that 2012 year. But yeah, Darren Collison is just a you know solid uh, role player as he could either be your point guard or he could be like a backup point guard, sixth man type of guy. So yeah, Darren Collison's a solid guy to have on your team. All right, for the 13th pick, I put Taj Gibson here. Uh, you mentioned him earlier, so a lot of the reasons that you mentioned, I, I think he's been a really, really great role player uh, and a pretty good big man in the NBA, so I won't go super in detail. Uh, Trevor, we'll go back to you for 13. Okay, so now 13 and 14, um, I have two players who are both, like, I think individually, they, like, if you if you just, if it's, like, pick up one-on-one or, like, street ball or just, like, Totally just saying, just like basketball ability. I think both of these players are better than Danny Green. I think they're better than maybe Ricky Rubio, maybe even Wesley Matthews. And I'll start off at number 13, which is Tyreek Evans. Now, as you kind of talked about before, Brandon, Tyreek Evans, he won the Rookie of the Year in this class. He had an amazing Rookie Mm -hmm. of the Year, um, putting up Mm -hmm. about 21 points per game. And Tyreek Evans was really good for you know some of those first few years really i think his rookie year his rookie year was his best year which is pretty strange um you don't see that happen a lot 
but it happened with him. And um, it, it, it's kind of weird how he fell off. Um, but, you know, obviously he had a couple really good years with Sacramento and then started to fall off after that. But recently he actually had a little bit of a resurgence in Memphis. He had 19 points per game. Um, so, yeah, that's Tyreek Evans. He's never been on any really successful teams. I think he's played like eight playoff games in his career. Um, so really uh, hasn't had a lot of playoff experience, but a very good individual player in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Ben, wrap up 13 for us. Yeah, so my 13 and 14 are both players that you guys have already said. So my 13, I agree with Brandon, is Taj Gibson. I don't, I don't remember what Trevor had him like eight or something, but I think that's ridiculous. Um, I almost didn't even put him on this. Li- a little high. I almost didn't even put him on this list. I had him at 13. <laughs> I also almost didn't. Um, I like, like Brandon said, like he's a he's a good physical player, but at the same time, he only for his career he only averaged six rebounds a game. So, um, I mean, like he's fine. I wouldn't. I don't think he's better than anybody else on this list except for one person. Obviously, I have below him, but. I mean, he's fine. There's nothing special about him, I don't think. He's worthy of being on this list, I guess, maybe. But um, I think eight's a little high, but I had him at 13. Nothing special about him. Yeah, whoever you had was probably (laughs) slightly high, but that's okay. So number 14, to wrap it up, um, I have Brandon Jennings. Um, And this is another guy who I think had has had an interesting career, especially as of late. It has not been nearly as good. Just a lot of injuries that have riddled his career. But his early career was really, really great. His first five, six years in the league, he was averaging above 15 points a game. And I think injury, the injury bug kind of hit him a little bit. Um, but he, he's he's had a, a pretty decent career recently. It's, he's dipped off, and it's probably has not been quite as good, and he hasn't been in the league for a little bit. Um, but Brandon Jennings has had a lot of good uh, years in the league. Uh, ben, let's go to you, and we'll finish up with Trevor after you. Yeah, so my last pick, my number 14, is Tyreek Evans. And I'm not going to go into detail just because Trevor just talked about him. But kind of like Trevor said, he had a really good rookie year, and then he kind of just dropped off. I mean, he's been on some really bad teams, like really, really bad teams. Um, but, I mean, for his career, he still averages almost 16 points a game. So he's a good player. Um, but at 14, I'm, I'm not going to go too much more into him just because um, there's not much more to say about him. Tyreek Evans is my number 14. Trevor, finish it up for us. Yeah, so like with the Taj Gibson stuff, I think just it's he was his best was at the beginning of 2000, so it's easy to forget about like the impact he had, but nevertheless it's tough. If I did it again, you know, on another day, maybe I'd have him 11th or 12th. You know, it's it's really tough between a lot of these players, but number 14, um a, a guy I think where his career trajectory somewhat similar to Tyreek Evans and that's Brandon Jennings. Uh Brandon Jennings Early in his career, you know, had some put up some good numbers on some not so great teams, um, and then he kind of dipped off. Had a couple years um, where he really played well, put up 19 points per game for Milwaukee in the 2011-2012 season. So yeah, I mean, like th- both of those guys are kind of like really good individual players, like good stats, bad teams type of players. Not a lot of playoff experience. So I considered guys like Joe Ingles and Patty Mills, but ultimately uh, they missed the cut for me. Yeah, so I think all pretty good lists, uh, pretty good redrafts. We'll probably be doing some more redrafts because the redrafts are really fun. I really enjoy doing them, don't you guys? Yeah, it's awesome. definitely. It's a lot of fun. But with that being said, I think that concludes our episode today. Thank you all so much for listening. Hopefully you guys are as hyped as we are about the announcement, uh, the official brand, the Small Ballers brand. Um, We're going to be pushing out a lot more content. So, you know, go subscribe and follow both podcasts that are under us. Of course, our podcast here, the Small World Podcast, and go check out Soul Focus Podcast. Where we talk about sneakers. It's really, really fun. I'm sure you guys will like it. What do you guys think of Soul Focus? What do you, will you give some of your thoughts? Because I don't know if everyone here is listening to that one. I will yeah. say this. I will say this. Go As ahead, somebody that I know pretty much nothing about shoes, I actually really do enjoy it because you guys do a pretty good job um, appealing to not just sneakerheads, but people that actually have little knowledge about shoes. So 
I can still enjoy it as somebody who barely well, knows, barely you. knows anything about shoes. So I I will continue to listen. I am a fan, and and I've thank given you, it five stars. You. So give it five stars. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And rate both podcasts five stars. We really, really appreciate that. Get ready for our streams. They will be coming soon. We just got to figure out some technical issues. So uh, follow us on Twitter. It's at the small baller now. At the small baller. Go follow us. We're updating everything. Um, it'll be when this episode comes out. Um, so it'll be neat to check that out. Um, but with that being said, thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Go Falcons!